Super Bowl week, baby. We've got a big week planned. Uh, you're going to hear from Kirill Smolianski here talking Bengals. Tried to get Aaron Platts as well. Hopefully, we can maybe get him towards the end of the week uh, for the Rams perspective. I believe he is at the uh, kind of Rams fest, the Rams rally going on right now. Super Bowl week. It's awesome. We're kind of hoping this is the last one that's uh, tied to the pandemic, of course. I'm going to kind of do a core bets episode that'll de- this is coming out on a Tuesday morning. We will debut the core bets episode podcast video slash everything there on Wednesday, which is going to kind of take a look at every single thing you could bet on on the t- most televised and watched event of the year every year, year in, year out in the Super Bowl. Uh, so kind of talking about all the different prop bets, et cetera, in the game, outside of the game, Gatorade color. That'll be coming up. Uh, winging it on its usual day, Thursday morning. My brother's coming on. We'll talk about euphoria, other topics of the day, T with Jack D. And then we're going live again on Saturday, going to a Super Bowl party Sunday, so I won't be going live for that. But I'm going live for UFC 271, Adesanya Whitaker 2. Matt cruising with me. We'll have some more uh, people as well popping in, popping out. So excited to go live again. It was really fun the last time we did it for the games and the fights, uh, the NFL playoffs of the fights, UFC 270. We'll do UFC 271 this Saturday as well. So we'll be promoing that throughout the week. All right. So before we get to Kirill, just want to talk about some headlines uh, and different stuff here. Brady and Big Ben retire. I mean, it's kind of like quietly the end of an era of just growing up watching these guys uh, excel. Brady going out on top ability-wise, right? Unfortunately, almost had the comeback, and Matt Stafford uh, foiled his plans there as he gets to host a Super Bowl in L.A. Peyton went out on top, Peyton Manning with a title, but he was a corpse at the end. He looked like Big Ben, nine touchdowns, 17 picks. Uh, Von Miller, he rides a, a incredible defense to the mountaintop there, goes out on top, but obviously is kind of ability as a top quarterback was done Brady I've been arguing could win MVP this year and I think it'd be fitting to give it to him uh you know for what he did in his last season which was unbelievable um you know Big Ben gets those two Super Bowl titles Hall of Famer that's what's going to get him in there Steelers love him I don't know if Big Ben survives in the age of social media right right before that kind of took uh I guess the turn of the decade right 2010s he figured it out as he grew older, but he could have easily upended his career with his off-field behavior if there was just more, you know, virality. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson, things start surfacing, bubbling up, and now everyone hears about it. Boom, you know, it's his career torched. That could have very easily been Big Ben as well. Uh, but now he's, he's a family man, you know, and I would like to think he's more of a reformed person. Brady was pristine on and off the field. Let's just hope it was the TB12 method for why he was uh, so good for so long, unprecedented, and nothing more nefarious. Um, Yeah, so Brady and Big Ben retire. There was the whole scandal of Schefter reporting it. Brady saying, nah, I haven't decided. Then literally the next day, he retires. I get it. Schefter, that's how he gets all those followers. That's how he gets paid. Brady, unfortunate that he spoiled, uh, you know, the retirement, but... Uh, you know, who knows it, it, he gets to retire. And I guess he was just really done because shit, he could have came back and competed. I would imagine. I, I I'm curious to see as to what went into the final decisions to why he walked away. But uh, that is, you know, the end, the greatest we've ever seen do it. Seriously. I, you know, if it wasn't cemented in new England, it was certainly cemented in Tampa and a little weird. I mean, he must really, you know, we've seen this happen with Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan, 
now and as they're getting older it seems to have be happening a little bit faster with brady and belichick brady's taking shots on the newest 30 for 30 he's doing uh you know he's really kind of starting the narrative hey this was me bill was kind of the guy hanging in the jalopy to my right of my moped um so again brady retires belichick's still going at it mac jones is grittying in the pro bowl We'll see how his career turns out under Belichick. If he can get one that Brady got without Brady, right? That Brady was able to achieve in Tampa. Uh, speaking of steroids, though, which uh, what happened there? A little seamless transition for Brady the steroids. Seeking, uh, speaking of which, Major League Baseball is no longer testing for steroids. This just slipped in on a Monday Newsday Super Bowl week, of course, classic during a st- work stoppage for baseball. All of a sudden, we're no longer testing for steroids, huh? Players could just be pumping right now, you know, in the next, like what's stopping them next couple of months in the off season, while the work stoppage continues, stop taking them. Once uh, things start looking like you're about to return to play. Uh, and what does this mean going forward? Are they going to start testing again? You got, we just kept two legends out of the hall of fame because of steroids. Now we're not even testing for them. Uh, it could just be a clerical. What are we doing? It could just be a clerical error because we're in this work stoppage and maybe they'll work it out to where they're testing the future. But what, you know, we still have guys like D Gordon testing positive. How, what's stopping people from just pumping the game of steroids again. And you HGH uh, this, uh, you know, that was kind of startling to me when that came across the ticker uh, on ESPN, because I, I truly think major league baseball will delay its season. Maybe they open up right before Mother's Day. Maybe it's Memorial Day. Maybe it's all the way to the 4th of July. You know, you've been seeing, and if you listen to David Sampson, who's a former Major League Baseball executive with the Marlins, and uh, now he's on CBS Sports Network and hosts his own podcast. He's one of the best sports business kind of voices you can hear uh, in the game today, I believe. And he's been telling you, baseball realized that they were able to do a shortened season they did it in the pandemic they did it with no fans and people kind of fringe baseball fans were back for a little bit because they were center stage because they were uh you know it was a cool different format more players made the team more teams made the playoffs uh it, it was a very you know it, it wasn't used to the similar construct the familiarity of baseball it got some new people to check in uh but what they showed was okay it was possible to do a 60 game season So now why not do a 60 game season and then pack it full with all your fans? Because baseball does have that. I'm a baseball fan. A lot of people are baseball fans. Not many though, when it compares to the greater scheme of things with all the major sports out there. And now UFC's resurgence. I mean, God, I consider myself more of a UFC fan now, almost in baseball. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I'll go that far, but it's getting there. I love all sports. I mean, tennis, come on. Um, but now, I mean, what what are we going to do? What are we just going to wait until baseball's got that window that it gets every window that everyone gets that national attention? Um, and it's what when the NBA playoffs are over, and then you get Fourth of July, and you get July because I've been talking about this, and then August you get college football. Um, so again, what, watch out! But no longer with steroids, Tom. Huh? We don't have Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Guys who are linked to steroids, and now we're just going to say, "Nah, uh, we're not testing them anymore." Again, could just be a clerical error while it's a work stoppage. But now if people were doing steroids, uh, skirting the rules regardless, now they've got a big sigh of relief today, right? Because of this kind of breaking news that, uh, you know, people just dumped on us on a Monday of Super Bowl's week. LaMelo Ball is an all, <coughs> excuse me, is an all-star. Um, I don't, you know, that's been the stick all along is LaMelo is the better player than Anthony Edwards. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards much improved again. I can't, I can't just be a stickler about this. I'm not cherry picking, but that's, that's been the whole kind of Genesis of my argument is Lamella's better player. Wolves should have drafted Lamella if they wanted to, uh, have a guy that I think is going to be a future MVP. Uh, Ant wants to be a future MVP and he is trending towards being a better and a more approved player. He's, he could have been an all-star this year. He's like a fringe, you know, he was, he was a handful of the next guys up, right? Uh, Lamelo was obviously selected as an injury replacement, but I think he was the right choice. And I think DeJounte Murray as well from the Spurs was a good choice as well for the West to take over for the injury. I believe it's Draymond Green and KD out. Um, you know, look, the Wolves are good this year. I They're above 500. It's a down year for the West. And again, it's like, you know, the East has been way more fun and way more competitive because you've got 12 teams that are competing night in, night out separated from top to bottom by just nine and a half games. Um, it's crazy. The Nets are all of a sudden sliding now with KD injured. Um, but at the on the West, it's like the Suns and the Warriors at the top. If you want to put the Grizzlies up there, okay. I don't know if I'm there yet. And then everyone else is just kind of meh. I mean, you've got obviously Jokic, um, but, you know, what has he done in the playoffs? Same with Luka. What has he done in the playoffs? Um, and then you got the Jazz losing Joe Ingles. What have they ever done in the playoffs? And there seem to be a worse team this year. Um, Dame, CJ McCollum, and the Blazers really weak. Lakers obviously have been a disaster. No Kawhi with the Clippers. Um, you know, so congrats to the Wolves for taking advantage of that. And who knows, maybe they'll make the playoffs again. That's my whole thing is the Wolves run by Glenn Taylor is just a grift. It's just been a grift for the last two decades. Um, getting you to pay all this money saying we're going to have a good team and then not making the playoffs. And when you literally have eight teams that make the playoffs every year, now it's 10. So now it's even easier for the Wolves. Um, you know, Ant likes to think that they're a problem for teams in the playoffs. I, I, okay, no, no. I don't think so. I, prove me wrong, I guess. Uh, they certainly have proved me wrong uh, with what they're doing this year. They are improved. Ant has improved. Um, but again, I, you know, LaMelo's obviously improved as well along with them. There's a reason why LaMelo was rookie of the year over Ant. There's a reason why LaMelo is an all-star over Ant. It's because he is the better player. Uh, you know, but right now they got similar teams. Hornets a little better. They've won all, LaMelo's won all the head-to-head -head meetings. Uh, between the two, and uh, I think they've got one coming up this month in Minnesota that I was trying to go to by work that day. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, so Lamella Ball and All Star Wolves improved, Ant improved. Um, interested to see what the back half of the season will do for the T Wolves and just the NBA in general. Right, we're winding down Super Bowl week, and then the NBA kind of takes center stage as we move into life without football. Last few headlines from the NFL before we talk to Kirill Smolianski. Kyler Murray unfollows the Arizona Cardinals. What are we doing here? Why? What, what are we, okay, if you want to rework your contract, say that. What is unfollowing the team's Twitter account on Instagram do? It's so, it's so weird, but I guess that's the age we live in nowadays. Um, Saquon Barkley reportedly on the trade block. Giants fans, how do you feel about that? Remember when you guys, when I said he wasn't good and you guys all jumped down my throat just saying I'm an idiot? I mean, how's that working out for you? Uh, Giants, my goodness, Barkley. You know, again, it's just the, it's the position. I'm sorry. The injury, since the injury, Barkley's not the same player. He's not good. He showed you he's not good this year. Uh, he's going to get traded for probably some picks, some low-level picks. 
because he's not good. And then he'll go be somewhere and be not good. And he'll be out of the league. Uh, you know, and I'm starting to get there with McCaffrey. If these injuries keep coming up, uh, I'm not there yet, but geez, I, this position, the life cycles, like a year, where's DeMarco Murray. Wasn't that just a, where's Todd Gurley? Uh, it's crazy. What happens to that position? You go from, you know, pariah top of everyone's fantasy draft board to not even rostered on a t- Le'Veon bell. Where is he? Oh, that's right. He's jumping in every single team uh crazy that was just a couple of years ago he's one of the best backs in the world um sean payton leaves the saints why aren't the falcons favored next year tell me tell me why the falcons should have be favored last year no brady panthers stink matt rule stinks uh they're a joke tampa without brady what are they going to do with bruce arians and now no sean payton with who Taysom hill uh year two arthur smith matt ryan where the hell is Calvin Ridley? Is he coming back? I don't know. Or are we going to trade him, get another pick? Uh, Julio Jones traded. That looks like we won that decision. Titans lose their first playoff game, uh, even though they had a bye. All right, enough of my Falcons fandom. But, hey, why can't I be this year's Bengals? Why can't the Falcons be this year's Bengals next year? Let's see what the Bengals can do and what a year it's been uh, as we talk to uh, the voice of Cincinnati. We head to Cincinnati with Kirill Smolianski. I've caught a game with this guy. I, I watched that Bengals game in Cincinnati when they lost to the Niners. Crazy. I lost so many units that day. Uh, they could have faced the Niners. It's instead the Rams. Let's uh, dive into a little more Bengals talk here with Kirill. All right, the big games this weekend, and I had to get a perspective from the fan. Uh, this is Kirill Smolianski. Uh, you live in Cincy. I imagine you grew up there, right, if I'm not – uh, mistaken give me kind of the story and background of your Bengals fandom because you haven't experienced a playoff win until this year right in your entire life yeah yeah it's been crazy like this is, like even like with the Reds too the curse of Bo Jackson like because right. he got injured against the Bengals yeah but yeah I started being a Bengals fan uh the year Carson Palmer got hurt against Steelers I think that was 06 something like that and yeah it's been it's been interesting ever since. I remember they had like eight Johnsons on the team at one point, and it was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, then yeah, it, high school like the Bengals they won a lot of regular season games. I think right. they had like the they were the top ten winning percentage all throughout high school of twenty tens with Andy Dalton. But you always knew like they were twelve and four, and you're just like hoping for a playoff win. If you're twelve and fourteen, you should be aiming higher than that. And right. it's just been very low expectations. Like each time, even every Bengals game, it's low expectations, but it's just been great. Now, Were your parents fans at all, or did you kind of? How did you? Uh, you just grew up a sports fan. You lived in the city. Like, what is this going to mean to the city? The playoff run already has been great, but if you bring a title back home, it's crazy. So my dad watches with me. My mom and grandma are getting into it now with this playoff run because, like, I went to the Raiders playoff game and everything, so they're, they're into it now. But the city's crazy right now. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Like, right now, I, I live 50 minutes north of Cincinnati and Dane, and even, like, the stores at Kroger, people are just saying who day to each other. Like, 50 <laughs> minutes outside the city. It's awesome. Everyone's super excited. Everyone's taking off work on Monday. Like, even the schools are shut down on Monday after the Super Bowl. That's right. That's going to be awesome. Uh, and you said if they win yeah. it, the city's going to burn, uh, which would yeah, be crazy. Gonna, I can't – I'm going downtown. I'm driving downtown. We got, like, a little table at a bar there with me and my buddies, and I can't imagine what would happen – if they win, I'm, 
I got goosebumps. I haven't been able to sleep really. Like I just think about it. I know. Oh God. It's, it's one of the best times. Like me and Matt were watching the games or I think, uh, you know, one of the playoff rounds we were just saying, man, we are so pumped for Kirill. Just knowing what that could do for a fan base and how that feels as a fan. Like every day is a good day uh, when you're on this run. Uh, you mentioned kind of you you had winning teams, but it was always just, you know, you couldn't you had, I think, uh, five straight years with a playoff loss. I'm just going to kind of rattle off some names, phrases for you. And you just give me the first couple thoughts that come to your mind. And we'll start with Marvin Lewis. Good rebuilding coach, but players like. Kind of control a locker room, I guess, like. Interesting. I just remember every single time it was a big situation. Every playoff game, there was just a stupid personal foul. And everyone knows about the Pac-Man and Bontes Burford game against the Steelers. But even yeah. against, like, the Chargers, the Colts, the Texans, the players just choked. I think he got in his head more than anyone. He would just choke in the playoffs. But, like, he's a guy that could coach the Jags and turn him around, I feel like. Right. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned two things there. Vontez Burfecht, what comes to uh, mind there when you hear his name? Uh, he would have been a Hall of Famer if he played in the 80s. <laughs> right, no kidding. I he mean, was, he, was a, he was on the Bengals for quite some time, and he was obviously in the headlines more often than not. It's crazy. People still love him here. You go to, I went to Costco the other weekend, and I saw four Vontes Perfect jerseys on. It's 2022, <laughs> and you still see his jersey <laughs> everywhere. That's great. Um, I think the AFC North is one of the, like, I, I'm a Falcons fan. The NFC South doesn't have this rivalries. What does it mean? And what was it like growing up facing big Ben? What does the Pittsburgh Steelers mean to you as a Bengals fan? Fuck the Steelers. I hate, yeah, I, was open for that. I hate everything about it. And it pisses me off so much. You know how like the rebellious kids, like they'll be Steelers fan just because their dad's a Bengals fan. If you're from yeah. Cincinnati, how can you possibly be a Steelers fan? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. They're so good, too, and it just irritates me. Uh, Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco. Most underrated receiver of all time. Best footwork of all time. He, I have his jersey still. Yeah. I remember I wore number 85 as a kid when I played football because of him. Like, he's the reason, like, I started watching football just because his personality was awesome. Yeah, I had a Chad Johnson jersey as well, not Ocho Cinco, but he was so damn fun. Uh, he it was the creation of the No Fun League, right? He was we were always looking for him to do the touchdown celebrations. Him and Steve Smith going back and forth. That was like shit. That's growing up watching the NFL. I feel like I remember one year To was on the Bengals and him and Chad right. on the same team. That was every touchdown was awesome. It was a celebration. Uh, okay, last two here: Carson Palmer and then Andy Dalton. You kind of got both of them throughout their careers. I, I have mixed emotions about Carson because I feel bad for him because he he was really good. But also the way he left Cincy, that was just a shithead move, like saying he's right. going to retire. He just retired and yeah. then to get off the team. Um, Andy Dawn, good guy. Um, but yeah. literally A.J. Green should be in the Hall of Fame for making Andy Dawn a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. He, <laughs> The Great point. definition of average, and he led the team to 12 and four in five straight playoff appearances. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel bad. I felt bad for my, my our friends, our Bears fans, when they signed him. It's oh, gosh. QB1, it's QB1 and Dawn things everywhere cracking me up, but good guy. Just, yeah, we knew exactly what he was, and he gave us exactly what he was uh, with the Bears this year as well. All right. So, talk to me about Joe Burrow. So, it's crazy. You go from having no playoff wins whatsoever 
uh, to three this year and a berth in the Super Bowl. He could join the likes of Brady, Big Ben, Kurt Warner, and Russ as second-year quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. However, the downside is always he could join Marino and Kaepernick as the second-year quarterbacks to get there. Both of those guys never ended up winning one. Uh, and if there's anything I learned as a Falcons fan is you better take care of business when you're there. Cause you might never get back. I think I was a senior that year. They were fucking in it. They're up. 28 yeah. yeah. So, you know, you went from seeing kind of my pain and now I'm kind of seeing and hoping rooting uh, for your success here. So what it, with Joe, Joe Burrow, you got to love him, right? He's got, I, I love Joe Burrow so much. I, I smile watching him play like it's it's a feel like it's weird having Andy Dalton be the quarterback for so long it's like average football you see Joe Burrow even if he's like not making like the like highlight play you're smiling I've never felt that feeling from football before just like smiling watching the tv that's a great point and he's just he's a winner uh he's great in press conferences like you know Mahomes if it wasn't for Jimmy G having a terrible Super Bowl and Shanahan choking you know, what Mahomes, why is he facing a league? Burrow, it, like, I think it's open for the taking here, certainly. And Bur- Burrow's putting together a hell of a resume this year. Yeah, I mean, he's done everything you can. Like, the Bengals were literally the worst team in the league two years ago. Like, right. the worst. And now they're in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. It, like, the team, it's not like they have, like, the best facility. Like, Pat McAfee always says, no indoor practice facility, only team in the NFL. But he just makes it work. He makes the guys believe. Right. And your owner kind of notoriously like you've he's been OK with what they've had. He hasn't really kind of dipped into spending money. And I've heard the narrative like, is this the thing that kind of invigorates in the city behind him to spend for the future of the franchise? We're all hoping so. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. like he, he generally loves football. Like he's like players like say he's always at practice. He's just a little cheap in the pockets. But hopefully that changes when he sees how good this team is and how they have like the fifth most salary cap room this upcoming offseason. Right, which is uh, certainly interesting. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back in 10 years. Cam Newton's probably not going to get another chance. Jared Goff, Jimmy G, are they going to get other chances? Tell me how the Bengals win this game, Kirill Smolianski. Uh, defense has to put on a show like they did against the Titans. In the second half against the Chiefs, they have to limit what the Rams score. Um, and the Bengals just – it's going to be a bunch of quick passes. It's going to be a bunch of screens. It's going to be little short routes because the pass rush is going to come towards them. But, yeah, Jamar Chase is going to have to make a man miss like against the Titans, that little zero-yard screen that ended up being 80 yards basically. Yeah. So do that. And, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, he's not going to make mistakes. It's going to have to be Matthew Stafford makes mistakes and they just methodically go down the field. So, I mean, I like it because – Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. I know Stafford's been in the league for a while, but I always see Stafford try to throw a game away whenever he can. I keep waiting for it. He tried. He tried against the Niners. No kidding. If I had to trust the quarterback, Joe Burrow is just a winner. So I trust him more. Matt Stafford couldn't do it for the Lions. Joe Burrow's doing it for the Bengals. It's basically the same thing. No kidding. I mean, one of the longest playoff droughts. He's, you know, he wins a national title. He's undefeated in the playoffs. Who knows what they could have done if he didn't get injured last year. Um, you said it. I just keep waiting for Matthew Stafford to kind of fail. And here's how I think it's going to happen should the Bengals win. As you said, it. Stafford's going to make a mistake. It's going to be the pick six. Bates the third. I was looking at kind of your last decade of draft classes. That might be one of the most under-the-radar picks in, like, the last five years. And this Wake dude, Ford. like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he uh, 
the Pat this year he kind of had a rough uh, regular season. It's a contract year. He didn't get the. They're going to try to resign him in the offseason, I hope. Mm-hmm. He was waiting for the, during the regular season, played in his head, he said. But like, two years before that, he was PFF's number one ranked safety back to back years over Megan Fitzpatrick, over Buda Baker. He's. He's a stud. He's been playing like in the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm shocked. I what the second half adjustments they made to make Mahomes go from looking like Mahomes to looking like freaking Peyton Manning in his last season was that was crazy. The second half adjustments, and of course, the Chiefs uh, ended up blowing that game. Uh, that's exciting. Do you have any bets you like? Do you have any juicy futures on uh, the team you love? What are you looking forward to this Sunday? Of course, and other than watching your team. I mean, I got a decent amount of units on the Bengals. <laughs> uh, I got, I, I truly, I don't see this as being like a high scoring game. I know the offenses are really good, but I think the yeah. defenses are really good too. And Sean McVay, you saw the Super Bowl he played against the Patriots. He choked. Like he, yeah. he, he had, you saw him against the, you were tweeting about against the Niners. What was he doing with this? Oh like, my God. He was like, burning timeouts. Like they're freaking a heater. So, I, he's in his own head. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. I really, I got like a little parlay with the, the plus four and a half in the under. Yeah, and I got a bunch of prop bets. Like, love it. Um, yeah, I was kind. Of, what's so interesting, and this is why the NFL is so great, and it's been an awesome playoffs. It's like you could argue that the Bengals like probably were a bounce away from losing all three games they played, and Rams too. You know, they almost coughed it up with fumbles against the Bucks, but they could, certainly could have lost to the 49ers. I mean, we could have had so many different matchups possibly this year. I thought for sure it was going to be Bengals 49ers, and then I yeah. really wanted I really wanted that so bad because we got we got cool Joe on our side now, Joe Cool. <laughs> yes. And so like the previous two times, but oh, yeah, give me play. Shanahan any day of the week facing him in the big game. For sure, yeah. like well, facing we, against them. And we were we were at that Niners game. The only reason the Bengals yes. lost, they fumbled two punts inside the own, their own twenty-five. Oh my god! So many live units lost that day. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> stadiums, I I think as well. Too underrated. I know it's old, but the atmosphere there was fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it was awesome at the Raiders game. The the wild card round that right. was. The, they said that was like the most it ever like got to. I think it was like sixty six thousand. It was like over capacity. I don't know how they got that many people oh, in there, but it was awesome. Love yeah, it. I can't. You got any bets you like for the uh, the Super Bowl? I, you know what? I'm looking that the sharps are on uh, Bengals, which is good too. Like, I think this line opened up, and I kind of mentioned it. Like, I, I last question I'll ask for you is like, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of Cincy fans in LA, right? That that home field advantage is one thing, but it's the Rams. Like, I, last year was like they undervalued the home field in Tampa. This year, I feel like they're overcorrecting it for the Rams. I don't. Again, I love Burrow as an underdog, especially when the public's back in the Rams. I I saw a stat. I think Burrow's. Eight and zero this year when they're uh, over three point dogs, <sighs> and uh, like just straight money line, just eight and zero. So, uh, but it's it's weird. It's like Super Bowls is usually like not even fans. It's like eighty percent execs with their friends and family. <laughs> right, it's going to be like celebrities then, too. If I, have you looked at ticket prices? It's ridiculous. The cheapest ticket in is fifty five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. that's not, you don't get a seat. It's just standing. That's crazy. And, and they said it's the most expensive Super Bowl. I have a couple people I know that are going, but I don't know. It's it's crazy. We just had the pep rally downtown Cincinnati today right. at the stadium. 30,000 people. And I saw the Rams. There's only 3,000 people out there. Pep rally. <laughs> I was hoping so, so. I was hoping to talk to Aaron Platts. I think he's going to the thing tonight. Uh, yeah, and a high school deal, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting to see. Well, enjoy the week, brother. And obviously, hope to enjoy the big game. Appreciate Kirill Smolianski stopping by to talk some Bengals. Uh, who day. Yeah, who day. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yep.